going on, Vision fam? Welcome to the Vision Podcast. We had an incredible Sunday last Sunday, and we got to hear from special speaker John Tash. John Tash has an incredible history serving in kids and youth ministry, and he also served under Lester Sumrall for many, many years serving alongside him, and he's been great friends uh, with us for many years as well. And we had the pleasure to hear from him last Sunday as he brought a very timely word for this day that we are living in for this generation. So, hey, we encourage sit down, grab your notebooks, grab your Bibles, listen intently and take notes you don't want to miss it so without further ado here is guest speaker john tash thank you thank you thank you you. poke your neighbor in the ribs and say it's a great day to be alive now before you see it say you're gonna learn something today whoo my brother you're bringing the milk oh yeah yeah go ahead and have a seat Man, I used to work for a great man of God. His name was Dr. Lester Sumrall. How many remember Dr. Lester Sumrall? How many, the, you know, yeah, doctor, you remember him, Larry? Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to work for the man. I used to travel with the man. And he said to me, I'll never forget, he's, he said, you know, so often us preachers, we preach until something happens. And if nothing happens, we continue to preach. And if nothing happens, we just continue to preach. He said the biblical way is that we are to worship until something happens. And then when the preacher gets up, he explains what just took place in worship. And my brother Zach, I had no communication with you before this service, but the songs you sang... Glory to God. And Hannah, right? Hannah Banana. The word that you gave this morning from the Spirit of the Lord. Oh, glory to God. I'm so excited because the worship and the word is just preparing us for what God has for us this morning. Woo! By the way, how many, how many have, um, how big is your windshield on your vehicle? This is not a trick question, okay? How big is your windshield on your vehicle? How big is the rear view mirror? Now, my wife and I have ministered to children and young people for the past over 45 years, okay? And we expect a little bit of response, okay? Hello! So, are you ready? Are you ready? How big is your windshield on your vehicle? I'm waiting for one man. Finally, my brother, thank you. How big is your windshield? How big is your rear view mirror? Windshield. Rear view mirror. Why is your windshield this big? And your rear view mirror this big? Hello? Because you're going forward. You're going forward. You're going forward. If I'm going down the interstate at 70 miles an hour and I want to know where I've been, I don't 
pulled my car off to the side of the road and stop and look in my rear view mirror. No, I keep going forward 70 miles an hour. And if I want to know where I've been, I glance in my rear view mirror because your, your, your past is not for imitation. Your past is for inspiration. And we are living in some crazy days. Hello. We are living in some crazy times where we've got to depend on the spirit of the living God. But I refuse to stay where I'm at. I'm going to go forward. Larry, Patricia, oh man, you inspired me. And I love what you said, Pastor Nicole. They're on their next assignment. And no matter how old you are, you're on your next assignment. And I'm on my next assignment. Hallelujah. Woo, glory, 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 glory. By the way, I brought some, um, some products here. And uh, did you all tell them I'm from North Carolina? My wife, now, we lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma for, for about 20 years. And uh, by the way, my wife wrote a book, 30 Faith-Filled Confessions for Kids. And it comes with the CD. She wrote the book. It's all scripture. She reads through the entire book. Who wants this? Who wants this? Who wants this 30 Faith-Filled Confessions for Children? Who wants this 30 Faith-Filled Confession book and CD? Who wants this 30 Faith-Filled Confession and CD? Who wants it? There you go. Now, why did she get it and you didn't? Because she came after it. A lot of people come to church and they want one of those drive-through breakthroughs. Don't expect me to do anything, pastor. Don't expect me to serve. Don't expect me not to give anything. I just want, just bless me, bless me, bless me. We've, we've gotten lazy. If you want a, if you want God to bless you, you gotta go after it. Ooh, glory. By the way, I want to bless every family in the place, in the back, um, Where's Kimberly? Kimberly's going to be doing my table. Kimberly, I want to bless every family with a 30 faith-filled confession book and CD, okay? So see Kimberly in the back, and uh, oh, yeah, you got to go after it. You got to go after it. Now, <clears throat> this is one of my T-shirts. This is God bless you. God bless you. Someone sneeze. You know what we hear? You know what we hear most of the time? Bless you, bless you, bless you. Hello, don't leave out the most important word. If you're going to bless me and I'm going to bless you, don't leave out the word God. It's God bless you. Thank you. You say, what does God bless you mean? I, I heard a study by Marilyn Hickey back in the early 80s, and I put that into... When you say God bless you, ready, Pastor, catch that. When you say God bless you, what are you saying? Are you ready for this? Motions, please. Are you ready? God bless you, number one. God makes you happy. Thank you, all three of you, for doing the motions. I'm looking at you, ma'am. You're not doing motions. Are you ready? God makes you happy. God makes you happy. That, that, 
poke the guy next to you and say, come on, get with the motions, man. Okay, are you ready? God bless you, number one. God makes you happy. How many could use a little bit more joy and happiness? And Hallelujah. God makes you happy, number one. God bless you, number two. God heals you from the top of the head to the soles of your feet. God bless you. You're not doing the most. I cannot believe you. You're sitting on the second row and you're just staring at me. I'll have you stand up and do the motions. Yeah. Are you ready? God bless you, number one. God makes you happy. God bless you, number two. God heals you. God bless you, number three. Are you ready for this? Where are your hands? They're near your pockets. What do you keep in your pockets? Things that are valuable. Okay, okay. God prospers you. Hello, Daniel, you're not doing the motions. Okay, God bless you, number one. God makes you happy. God bless you, number two. God heals you. God bless you, number three. God prospers you. God bless you, number four, is God makes, God gives you divine favor. God gives you divine favor. Brother Larry and Patricia, that's what you have. Divine favor, divine favor. Woo, that's awesome. What a testimony. That is, woo. God bless you, number one. God makes you happy. God bless you, number two. God heals you. God bless you, number three. God prospers you. God, Dad, you're laughing at me. You're not doing the motions back there, and your daughter's saying, come on, Dad, do the motions. Here we go. God bless you, number one. God makes you happy. God bless you, number two. God heals you. God bless you, number three. God prospers you. God bless you, number four. God gives you divine favor. And God bless you, number five. God makes all your circumstances well. Isn't that awesome? When you know, when you know the meaning of God bless you, when you say it to people, you can say, are you ready? Are you ready? God bless you, number one. God makes you happy. God bless you, number two. God heals you. Sherry, you're even, I mean, she's even doing it back there, and she's doing all the computer stuff. God bless you, number one. God makes you happy. God bless you, number two. God heals you. God bless you, number three. God prospers you. God bless you, number four. God gives you divine favor. God bless you, number five. God makes all your circumstances. Are you ready? One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Larry, I lost you on that one, didn't I? That's the God bless you t-shirt. And then I've got... I'm walking in the fog. Some of you husbands need to get this for your wife. I mean, it should be the verse. Reverse. Anyway, God bless you. God, uh, God, um, I'm walking in the, fo the fog, the fog, the favor of God. Here we go, Pastor. And then this is one that we developed a little while ago. Uh, this is from Psalm 139, verse 14. I will praise you, Lord, for I am incredibly made. I am wonderfully made. And this one comes in the children's sizes too. But the best part of it is the back. I am blessed. I am forgiven. I am healed. I'm God's special creation. I'm valuable. That's the incredible t-shirt. And then I've got the not ashamed t-shirt. What does it say in red? No shame. Woo! So I tell you what I'm going to do. We've got the instant, we've got the cameras going back there. Yeah, yeah, the instant camera, instant replay camera. Okay, so when I say the two words North Carolina, I remember from the last year, North Carolina, the North Carolina, the first person that stands up, Pastor Nicole, right afterwards, see Kimberly, you got yourself a free t-shirt, a free t-shirt. So from 
When I say the two words, North America, <laughs> uh, sorry, I said North America. You thought I said North Dakota. <laughs> I caught you. I caught you. I caught you on that one. But anyway, those two words, the state that I live in, you say it. Now you got it. Okay. So poke your neighbor in the ribs and say, you better be paying attention. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. When I say the word attention, since with this is a family service, when I say the word attention, um, I've got a whole bowl of candy up here. So when I say the word attention, if you're the first person to stand up, I'll let you come up here and get yourself a handful of candy. Okay? So poke your neighbor in the ribs and say, you better be paying attention. Pastor Phil, come on up, come on up, come on up. Oh, yeah. Come on, buddy, old pale old friend. Yeah, help him out there, Pastor. Let him, yeah, ooh, yeah. You got pockets? Yeah, put that in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, put, put it in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what is your name? What is your name, son? What is it? Dude's boots. I missed that. But I'm going to tell you something. He was paying attention. That's, that's all. Hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Becca, Becca, do me a flavor. Get yourself some more. And what I want you to do, I know you're taking pictures. My hair look okay? I notice you're down here taking pictures. and It looks okay? Okay. Oh, uh, I, what I want you to do, I want you to go up and down the aisles, in and out of the rows, and I want you to be looking for those that are sitting back, hands folded, smiling face, looking straight this way. The back touch of the back of the chair. Wait, 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 wait. Hands back touching the back of the chair, stomach in, shoulders back, head up high, a smile so big you can drive an 18-wheeler Mack truck through that baby, okay? So be looking to the left. Be looking to... Holy macaroni. Look at that little one. Right? Look at that beautiful smile and those white teeth. That is us. Get her some candy. Well, all right, all right, all right. Hey, turn in your Bibles to Jeremiah 29, 13. Jeremiah 29, 13. One of my favorite scriptures in the entire Bible. Um, so, excuse me. Oh, you say Bible here in Arkansas. Well, in North Carolina, we... You got you. What is your name, sweetheart? What is your name? Sharon. Sharon. Oh, you're Sharon. Would you come on up here? You got yourself a free T-shirt. See, Kimberly, come on up here. You're Sharon. Well, you want a T-shirt too. You, want, you just want a T-shirt. Here, I'll, I'll help you out. You got yourself some candy and a free t-shirt because you were the first person to stand up when I said those two words, South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina. You're Sharon, right? You uh, What did you say? Your mother trained you right. Politeness in the house, Pastor Phil. Yeah, yeah. You better give your son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Snickers, okay. Jeremiah 29, 13. Jeremiah 29, 13. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version here. 
and you will seek me and you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart and you shall seek me and find me. And oh, and I love the songs that we sang this morning. What was the first one? I'm here for you. I'm here for you. See, God has the awesome idea that church is all about him. Church is all about him. And God, we're here. The church doors are open. Hallelujah. Do you know over 70% of the churches in America, their church doors are still closed? Come on. Open up the church doors so the people can worship. And those church doors that are, that are open, most of them have nothing, nothing, no program for their children and youth. The ones that have suffered this past year during this pandemic, you know, as much as we have gone through as adults, it's the children and the young people that have suffered Camps have been shut down. Schools have been shut down. And you shall seek me and find me. Go ahead and keep that scripture up there. And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I remember memorizing this verse when I was just a little boy. Listen, this little squirt. And every time I would hear this verse, I would think of the game hide and go seek. And as a young boy, I would think God was hiding and I had to go seek after him. Well, I was half right. God was not hiding, but I had to go seek after him. And you shall find me And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Now, I met a friend this morning. Kyle, would you come help me out, my... Yeah, yeah, my friend. And we have a special chair for you. Actually, it's not going to be a chair. It's going to be a throne. Okay? And... You are going to represent, man, you are a big one. You, you are going to represent God this morning, okay? And God is going to sit on his throne. And I am going to represent every person in the house. Father Act, I am going to represent attention, every person. Ma'am, come on up here, get yourself a handful of candy. Oh, I love that little dance that you did. Go back down there and do it again. What is your name? Lauren, Lauren go ahead. Oh, I love the And the hair kind of just bops up and down. Okay, are you ready? Oh, I love it. Let's give her a great big hand. Yeah, get yourself some candy. And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Now, Kyle is going to represent God, and God is sitting on his throne. I am going to represent every person that calls themselves a Christian. We know when God touches us. 
We know when God touches us. We know when God touches us. Thank you, God. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you, God, for your touch. I feel Holy Ghost goosebumps. God's touched me. Oh, he touched me. Oh, God touched me. And all the, thank you, God. Thank you, God. We know when God touches us. Oh, thank you, God, for your touch again. Nobody knows the trouble, so thank God I need you to touch again. Thank you, God. We know when... We know when God touches us. Wait for the nod, God. Wait for the nod. We know when God touches us. Oh, God. Oh, oh, thank you for your touch again this morning. Peace, 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 peace. Oh, oh, wonderful peace uh, coming down from my head to my toes. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. We know I'm going somewhere. Just stay with me. We know when God touches us. Oh, thank you, God, for your touch again. We're living in crazy times, God. I don't know about tomorrow. I don't know this fear, this worry. Thank you, God. We know when God touches us. God knows. God knows when we touch him. We know when God touches us, but God knows when we touch him. The woman with the issue of blood, Mark chapter 5, read her story. When Jesus was coming into town, she said, come on, Jesus, I'm here. Come over here and touch me, Jesus. Come over here and touch me, Jesus. Is that what she did? No. She had a passionate pursuit after God. She got desperate. Twelve years of having a blood disease. She wasn't waiting for Jesus to touch her. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. If I can just touch the hem of his garment. If I can just touch the hem of his garment. If I can. Yeah. Yeah. What you just witnessed is New Testament Christianity. The biggest problem that we have in our churches is not the unbelievers. The biggest problem that we have in our churches is the shallowness of believers that are not living New Testament Christianity. We have people that are 5, 10, 15, 20, 25-year-old Christians that are coming to church that are, oh, God, I need your touch again. You baby. It's time.
time that we grow up into the Lord Jesus Christ and begin to live this New Testament Christianity. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly into the throne room of grace. When Jesus died on the cross, church, what happened? The veil was rent in two. And it gave every one of us as believers access into the very throne room of God. We need more than a touch from God on Sunday morning. We need more than to sing a few nice songs, Brother Zach, or to hear an anointed message. God needs every single one of us to pursue and to go after him. It is called the passionate pursuit after God's presence. And you know what's happened in the body of Christ for years? They've gotten lazy complacent we come to church we come to church as if we're going to go to the theater the movie theater and watch a movie the only thing we're missing on Sunday morning is the popcorn and we wonder why we're not experiencing a move of God I had a lady say to me just a couple weeks ago where do you think the next move of God is going to be See, it used to be the next move of God is a geographical location. And I said to that lady, I know exactly where the next move of God is going to be. It's going to be in you, Larry. It's going to be in you, Daniel. It's going to be in you, and it's going to be in I. For years as a pastor... I would get up on Sunday morning and I thought my job as a pastor was to light fires under people because I am, my gifting in the body of Christ, I am an exhorter. So it's very easy for me to light fires under people. Every Sunday morning, I'm lighting fires under people. The next Sunday morning, I'm lighting another fire under people. The same people. I got so, I got to the place I was so tired of lighting fires under people. I said, God, I'm tired of this. Why is it every Sunday I've got to light a stinking fire under people? He says, you're doing it all wrong. And I learned instead of lighting fires under you, if I can build a fire on the inside of you, and I'm here not for one person. I didn't come a thousand miles from North Carolina for one person. Get yourself a free t-shirt. See Kimberly, she's sitting right next to you. You got yourself a free t-shirt. It's great, you're paying attention. I didn't come. Listen, Sherry, come on up here. Get you some more candy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo! I didn't come here to, to, thank you, thank you. Hey, your mother trained you right. Get some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to your friends. Give it to, yeah, there we go. See, I didn't come here. I didn't come here to light a fire under you. I come to build a fire on the inside of you. 
My wife and I have been working with children and young people now for over 45 years. It's hard to believe it's been that long. I'm going to tell you something. I am more passionate now than I've ever been, especially after the year we've just experienced. There is more of a fire and passion on the end. Well, Brother Tash, I'm just one of those low-energy persons. You lie, you lie, you lie in church. I cannot believe it. I'm just one of those low-energy persons. But watch you, watch you watching the Super Bowl later on in the day when the Kansas... Hello, something... Ouch, did you say ouch? Yeah, there's something, there's something wrong when we are more passionate men about watching a ball game on Sunday than we are worshiping God on Sunday morning. Why? Because, Zach, it's all about him. It's all about him. It's all about him. It's all about him. And for over 45 years... 45 years, my wife and I have been ministering to children and, and young people, and I've made this discovery. Our children and our young people are not lethargic to the things of God. They are just plain bored. We, us adults, have shown them a boring Christianity. I'm going to say it again. We have shown this generation of young people and children a boring Christianity. We come to church on Sunday morning and stand there like a bump on a log during the praise and worship. Can't wait for the church doors, I mean, to leave. And we pat ourselves on the back as adults and say, I did my religious duty. You know what my definition of religion is? A heavenly way to go to hell. And see, that's all, that's all that a lot of people do. That's all that a lot of people have is a bunch of religion. It's not about religion. It's about a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we get older, man, I tell you what, Larry and Patricia, you, you have inspired me so much. You're on your next assignment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being obedient to the Holy Spirit. It's not about God touching us anymore. By the way, you know when you need God to touch you? When you're a spiritual baby. When you are a spiritual baby. But I've seen too many Christians that are 20, 25, 30 years old Christians that are living this kind of life. And we wonder why this generation of young people and children, 94% of them leave the church after high school, never to return, not on my watch, not on my watch. We've got things to do, places to go, and things that need to be done. And we should be 
the ones that are leading, leading this next generation to its greatest victory, to its greatest revival. See, people are waiting for things to get back to normal. I want to tell you something. You don't you don't step into your future. You create your future. Second Kings chapter 7. There were four lepers. You can read the story later this afternoon. Four lepers. They were kicked outside the city. You talk about social distancing. They were kicked outside the city. And the Bible says there was great famine in the land. Famine so severe they were eating their own children. And those four lepers said to themselves, if we stay here, we're going to die. If we go backwards, we're going to die. The only direction for us, church, Vision Church, is to go forward. We sang about it this morning to go forward. You gave a word from the Lord this morning. The day, it's, it's, it's our time to move forward. See, the easiest thing for you and I to do in life, church, is to go backwards. Why? It's all familiar territory. If we go backwards, we're going to die. Vision Church, if we stay where we are, we're going to die. We have got forward and what a great example with Larry and Patricia 80 years old but going forward not stopping until their assignment is complete and when that assignment gets please complete they're probably going to be on their next assignment yeah that's the way it should be our children and young, not, young people are not complacent to the things of God. We've just shown them a boring Christianity. We come to church, no joy, no energy during praise and worship. Not this church, pastor, not this church. But I've been to those other churches. During praise and worship, they stand there like a bump on a log and they wonder why the young people and the children are not excited about the things of God. Why? Because we have shown them a boring, boring, boring Christianity. And it's time that that ends. Thank you for the two amens. It's time that that, that ends. And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. It is no longer about me touching God. I'm not going to church anymore to receive another touch from God. I'm not going to church just to sing a few songs and to hear a nice message. I'm going to church because I'm desperate. I'm more desperate now for the things of God than ever. Thank you, Kyle. Get yourself some candy. And can you bring that table over here since you've got all the muscles? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I'm hungry for the things of God. I'm hungry for the things of God. I remember when we were children's pastors at Victory Christian Center in Tulsa. We had a couple thousand kids. Three times a year, we would have the world's largest candy throw. I would go to Sam's there in Tulsa, take the church pickup, load that pickup with, I'd go to Sam's and I'd clean out their aisles of candy. And I'd take that candy and we'd put all that candy in about 55 gallon buckets. Then we'd take a couple thousand kids out into the field for the world's largest candy throw. Kids would come with backpacks. They would come with suitcases. They would come with bags. Why? Because they were expecting to receive. Kids would have moms put so pockets, three, four pockets on their pants, big pockets. They came expecting. We had girls, girls this high, wearing dad's 3X t-shirt down to their toes. You know what they would do? Can you imagine a couple thousand kids? World's largest candy throw. I gave them instructions. I gave each one of those our workers a five-gallon bucket full of candy. And when I counted down 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, thousands of pieces of candy would be flying through the air. We would have hundreds of kids jumping, leaping, running to get their candy. I mean, they'd come back to me and they say, Pastor John, look, look, look at all, all the candy I, I, I got. Bags full of candy, pockets full of candy, backpacks full of candy, grass stains all over their new jeans. The t-shirt that was tucked inside their pants is now outside. The, the sweat running down their face. Why? Because they had this, ah, I'm going to get some candy. But there have always been two types of people in my candy throw. I just gave you the first one. The second one was Pastor. They would come to me after the candy throw. Pastor, I didn't get any candy. I didn't get any candy. Everyone else got the candy. I didn't get any candy. I didn't get it. Hair still nice. No sweat coming down their face. The shirt still tucked in, my brother. No grass stains. I didn't get any candy, Pastor. <laughs> Why? Are you crying or laughing? You're laughing. Okay, okay. I thought you maybe were feeling sorry for this little boy. And our tendency is to feel sorry for him, isn't it? But they teach us a very valuable lesson. Why didn't little Junior get any candy? Hello. I said, why didn't little Junior get any candy? He never went after, like a lot of people on Sunday morning in our churches. 
You stand there like a bump on the log. Oh, God, I didn't feel your presence today. Pastor, you know, I don't think that, that, that message was anointed today. Maybe you'll do better next. Listen, you got to come like the woman with the issue of blood. Come hell or come high water. I'm going to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. And by the way, while you're going into the throne room, why don't you take a couple people with you? Why don't you take a couple people with you? Psalm 100, verses 1, 2, 3, and 4. I learned this when I was a young boy. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. How many know it? How many got it memorized? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, and it is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Verse 4. Enter into his gates and into his courts. Verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Verse 4. Enter into his gates and into his courts. Verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence Verse 4, enter into his gates and into his courts. I tried to make this message so simple that even us adults will understand it. Hello. Okay, okay. Becca, can you help me out? Okay. Um, I am going to name you Joy. Okay. I'm going to, you're going to be Joy. For the next few minutes, you're going to be Joy. And, Joy, I am going to leave the building, and I'm going to enter into those gates with, no, I'm going to enter into those, through those gates. Well, no, I'm going to come for Joy. Okay, your Joy, okay? And I want you to sit anywhere in the auditorium, and I'm going to come Sunday morning. I'm going to come for joy. I'm coming for joy. I'm coming for my joy, okay? I'm coming for my... Some of you know where I'm going. I <laughs> love it. I love it. Okay, so I'm going to leave the building, and I'm going to enter in for joy, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, I am now leaving the building but I won't be long, brother, because I'm going to come for joy Sunday morning. Nobody knows what week I've had. I'm coming to church for joy. Okay, here I come. Oh, oh, Vision Church, here I come. I'm coming for joy. I'm coming for my joy. Pastor, I hope you got a good message to preach because I'm coming for joy. I'm coming for joy. Oh, please help me. I'm, does anyone know where my joy is? I need joy. I, you know where my joy is? My joy. I need my joy. I need my joy. I come to church for... Oh, there's joy. I found joy. Oh, come on, come on. I've come to church for joy. I come to church this morning for joy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Are you getting this? The best part is ready to go. Okay, now, wait, 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 wait. Church, come in. Joy, come here. I'm not going to come. I'm not going to come for joy, for my joy. Serve the Lord. Come before his presence. 
enter into his gates and into his courts. Glory to God. I'm not coming this time. Are you ready? I'm not coming this time, Brother Larry, for joy. I'm going to be coming with my joy. Okay, come on. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm entering in with joy. I'm entering, I'm coming to church, Vision Church on Sunday morning. I'm not coming for joy. I'm not coming for another touch from God. I'm not coming for God's power. I'm not coming for mercy and grace. I'm coming with it. I'm coming with it. Listen, as long as you and I come to church on Sunday morning for something, you come to church for something, you can't bless me and I can't bless you. You know why? Because I don't have it to give because I'm always coming for something. I'm always coming for another touch from God. I'm coming for more anointing, more power. Now you come with it. Because when you come into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, I don't need a worship leader to pump me up on Sunday morning. I come into church already pumped up. Give me a high. I come already pumped up. I don't come with it. I come, I don't come for it. I come with it. Can you imagine Vision Church if every person in this place come Sunday morning, you come through those doors Oh, my brother, you getting this. You come through those doors. You come through those doors with praise, with thanksgiving. Instead of the worship team having to pump us up all the time. Do you know there's only one part of a Sunday morning service that is 100% directed toward God? You know what it is? Our worship. And we stand there, do absolutely nothing. Not this church. I've been to those other churches. Oh, thank you, Joy. Come on. Man, I can go on. I wish I could. Oh, I'm not even going to get to my chocolate. And my milk, I'll have to save that for later. Next time. Oh, if you got this message, stand to your feet. If you got this message, stand to your feet. I said, if you got this message, stand to your feet. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search Vision Church. If you would like to help support this ministry, you can do so at visionnwa.com forward slash give.